Chapter Five of the Boy Scouts in the Maine Woods. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Debbie R. Baker Robinson. The Boy Scouts in the Maine Woods by Herbert Carter. Jim's Secret. What was that? exclaimed Bumpus. Oh, Davy just had to let out a hoot, commented Step Hen. Think again, would you? spoke up Giraffe, who sat there twisting his long neck this way and that in a comical way, as though seeking to discover the object of the strange outcry. It came from the other side of the camp from where Davy is. Well, said the indifferent Step Hen, as if not wanting to be bothered, that it must have been some animal that was curious enough to prowl around our camp and got a good scare, free, gratis, for nothing. It was no animal that made that sound, and I leave it to Tad or Alan here, Bumpus insisted. Indeed, even the sleepy step hen sat up and took notice that the two mentioned, as well as Jim and Eli, were already on their feet, exchanging significant looks. Words were hardly needed to proclaim that they deemed the circumstances one worthy of investigation. Just then Davy came in, bearing his little camera and with a grin on his face. Got a fine picture that time, I reckon, fellers, he announced, after the manner of satisfied camera fiends the world over. Did you give a shout, Davy? asked Tad, thinking it best to settle that point in the start before going any further. Not that I know of, I didn't, immediately replied the other. Did you hear one? continued the patrol leader. Sure I did, and took it for granted that Step Hen or Giraffe had been scared by the fireworks display, in spite of my warning, and squealed, Davy replied. That settles it, then, Tad went on, turning to Eli and Jim. Get a torch or the lantern, and we'll see what it was. Wow, this looks some interesting, exclaimed Giraffe, beginning to show signs of excitement himself. Eli picked up the lantern and lighted it. Then he led the way into the bushes at the exact spot where, according to his educated ear, the snort and the crash had come from. Keep back, the rest of you, said Tad, and let Eli do the looking. If he finds anything worthwhile, be sure you'll all know about it. A minute later, the old guide called to them to come on. Bully for Eli. He's lost no time in making good, exclaimed Giraffe. The whole party crowded around the old guide, who was on his knees on the ground, apparently examining some tracks he had found. He waved a hand to keep them from crowding too close to him so as to interfere with his work. Bending low, Tad could easily see the marks. Someone had been crouching there in the bushes and spying on the camp. That he could not be an honest woodsman, it was easy to guess, for as such he would have stalked straight into camp, sure of the warm welcome that is always extended to a stranger who looks good. Eli pointed to the impression close to the footprints. There's where he rested the butt of his rifle, he said positively, and Tad knew it was exactly as Eli declared, just as though he could himself see the actions of the hidden man got on his knees and crawled up to where he could poke his nose out in the scrub yard and watch us and yar is where he was resting on just one knee cause ye can see the mark o his foot beyond what was he doing that for asked tad though deep down in his heart he seemed to instinctively know well i kinder guess now that he might have been a trying to see how he could kiver one of us with his gun replied eli he beckoned to jim and that worthy approached there was a troubled look on the face of the younger guide that Tad could not but notice, and he realized that the affair might not be so great a mystery to Jim as it seemed to the rest of them. Take a squint at them hood tracks here, Jim. 
Perhaps you might sort of recognize the same, Eli remarked dryly. Jim only needed that one glance, and then he gritted his teeth as he observed, Oh, twar him all right, Eli. I knowed it. Wow! And again I say, wow! This here is sure getting mighty interesting, muttered Giraffe, shuffling uneasily from one foot to the other, while Bumpus, filled with a sudden alarm, started back into the camp to arm himself with his new gun. Do you mean old Kale Martin? demanded Tad. None other, answered Jim moodily. Then he must have seen you, Jim, sitting here, the patrol leader went on. He sure did, replied the short guide, and amused himself covering you with his gun, just as if to say that he could put a bullet in you if so be he wanted. But he didn't want to, did he, Jim? Reckon he didn't, sir, the other ventured. You see, he ain't just that mad at me, so's to want to kill me. Just says as how I gotta keep away from where he camps, you know. Still, he said he meant to pin your ears to a tree if he caught you up here. Those were about the words your guide friend, Hen Perry, used, weren't they, Jim? That's what they was, and he meant it too, Jim replied. That's one of his good points, that he allers keeps his word. If them game wardens could ever get old Dad Martin to say as he never would kill game out in season again, they'd know nothing under the sun tempt him to do it, not even if he was dying for a bit of meat. He ain't all bad, this here Cal Martin. But what about you, Jim? Seems to me this is taking big chances in your coming up here when such a lawless character has a grudge against you and is waiting to put his stamp on you that way. And strikes me, Jim, that you must have had a motive in coming that was more than just bluff. How about that? The young guide glanced at Tad when he said this and evidently realized that the patrol leader could read his mind better than most people. He looked a little confused, then gave a short, nervous laugh and said, Well, now, since you sized me up that way, I'll just have to admit that I did have a notion in coming up here, besides taking you through the Eagle Lakes. I had my orders to come, and from one as I has to mind. He turned away while speaking, as though not inclined to say more just then in the presence of so many. But Tad made up his mind that there was a story back of the strange actions of Jim, and that a few point-blank questions might bring it out. Before he slept, he hoped he would find a chance to get Jim to one side and ask him about it for he had reason to believe the other was ready to confide in him. "'Do you think he'll come back again tonight?' asked Davy Jones. "'Who cares?' remarked a voice at the elbow of the speaker, and turning, they beheld Bumpus flourishing his new double-barrel gun, as though only too anxious for a chance to hold somebody up at its muzzle. "'Here, you keep that cannon aimed the other way, if you please,' cried Giraffe, dodging behind a convenient tree. "'You ought to be marked with a red flag, dangerous dynamite that's what i think come let's get back to camp remarked tad there's little chance of old kale coming back here tonight he got the scare of his life when that flashlight burst on him so sudden-like i wouldn't be surprised if he thought a rapid-fire machine-gun was opening on him or else that lightning had taken to camping on his trail anyhow remarked allan he just couldn't help turning and running as if the old nick were after him and from that we can guess that kale never heard tell of flashlight pictures well can you blame him asked tad makes me think of the old fable when the lion and the donkey went hunting together the lion took up his station at the mouth of the cave where some goats had hidden while the donkey went in and made all sorts of terrible noises braying so the goats ran out and the lion killed as many as he wanted when the donkey came out he asked his partner if he had done the job in good shape fine said the lion 
and you would have frightened me too if i hadn't known that you were only a donkey and that's the way with us fellows we were on to the game in advance or some of us might have taken to our heels too here that sounds mighty much like you were calling me a donkey remarked davy trying to display a certain amount of offended dignity oh not in the least laughed tad if the shoe fits put it on jeered giraffe you know they say that wherever you see smoke there's sure to be fire not much there ain't burst out bumpus with a grin i've seen heaps of smoke started without a sign of a blaze and giraffe subsided into silence knowing what was meant did you get a good picture davy asked tad as they once more settled down around the fire seemed like it to me was the reply it was just when you were all laughing at what eli here was saying he had his hand up like he was going to smack it down in the palm of the other to emphasize a telling point in his story say wouldn't it be a great stunt now if when i developed that plate i found a face sticking out of the bushes across yonder and jim here recognized it as belonging to that big terror of the pine woods kale martin say that would be just great ejaculated step hen and all eyes were turned toward jim but that worthy made no remark though he must have surely heard what was said as the evening grew on apace tad was watching for the chance he wanted to get a few words in private with the younger guide jim somehow had interested tad from the start he never said anything about himself or his folks but somehow the young patrol leader had been drawn toward jim he believed the fellow to be a sturdy chap clean and honest as any guide ever employed by big game hunters in the maine woods and now that it began to appear that there was a little mystery attached to his past of course tad felt a deeper interest in jim than ever perhaps it was accident that took jim off after a while he may have just wanted to smoke his pipe alone and ponder on the strange fate that seemed to throw him once more in contact with the man who had crossed his life trail in the past and apparently not in a pleasant way either but somehow tad conceived an idea that jim just knew he wanted to have a quiet little chat with him and was thus making an opening just as he had expected he found the guide leaning against a tree nearby the light from the flickering blaze of the campfire reached the spot but faintly and jim did not even show any signs of nervousness when tad drew near which was one indication that he had half expected his coming perhaps jim even invited a chance to bestow his confidence on the young scoutmaster he must have seen before now that tad brewster was no ordinary boy and when a man has been brooding over something a long time he often feels like having a friend to whom he may pour out the troubles of his soul and from whom perhaps he may look for advice not thinking of changing your mind are you jim asked tad as he joined the other by the tree if you mean about going back and feeling like a whipped hound dog sir tain and jim hasty to do that always fact is the guide went on with a stubborn ring in his voice meetin up with old kale just kinder makes me more sot in my mind than ever i stays with you right through you can bank on that well i only hope he'll conclude to give us a wide berth and make up his mind that he'd better keep his hands off tad went on seems like he doesn't fancy you any too much jim this was a plain invitation and the other so regarded it for he immediately answered i kind of guess old kale does hate me wuss nor pison sir perhaps he's got reason for it and again maybe he ain't tall depends on the way you look at it i only done what any man of spirit a done if so be he found himself up again a stone wall like hale martin's no not on your life meant then you asked him for something did you jim 
Just what I done, sir, which something war what he happened to care more fur than anything else on the earth, Jim replied, and Tad could detect something soft and tender underneath the words that gave him a clue. And that something, Jim, he went on invitingly, war his daughter, little Lena, their purtiest and sweetest gal in all the main woods, the guide made answer. When he says as how I never could have her with all her caring for me so much, I just up and run away with her, and that's why old Kale he hates me wuss nor Cole Python. End of chapter five.